Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. So what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, I'm Brother Ali. Fight Diggy, Tribe Call Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles P the Ghost. This is Ab Soul. This is K.O. And you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. This is the show that you come up on, yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong. Yeah. What's going on? Welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Martin Bauman. And today I sit down with the unofficial mayor of Toronto and one of Canada's first rap superstars. Not too many people can say they were off the recording contract by Jay-Z and turned him down. This man can. My guest today helped Canadian hip-hop come into its own in the early 2000s and put Canada back on the map alongside the Rascals with Northern Touch. He's earned four Juno Awards. He appeared on Rihanna's first album and he's done tracks with everyone from Pharrell to Busta Rhymes to Talib Kweli. He's done it all with a style uniquely his own, and he's done it longer than nearly anyone else. Yes, today I'm talking to Cardinal Official. I caught it with Cardinal backstage at Western University. We talk about Nelson Mandela's influence on him, changing Canada's music landscape, the importance of remaining grounded, and lots more. Take a listen. I thought we'd start off by a little bit of a history lesson. So, if you wouldn't mind telling me, what is Badmanism live and direct? Uh, Badmanism live and direct. It's been many things over the years. Um, that was my demo tape that I used to get my deal back in 2000 or 2001. Sometimes I had a shitty publishing deal and the little bit of coin that I had, I used to spend it all in studio. We used to go to a studio, um... Oh, what was Alf Studio called again, man? Iguana. We used to go to a studio called Iguana. And, um, yeah, man, like, that demo tape is its crazy. We have, who was on that demo? Chaos was on there. Glenn Lewis was on there. Estero was on there. IRS was on there. A lot of people, man. People used to just fall through the studio, you know what I'm saying, and just just vibe out, you know what I'm saying, like, that's, that's really, at that time, that's, that's all I had was, you know what I'm saying, was my music to, to literally express everything, that was probably one of the last real times that music was just, like, pure, unadulterated vibes, and that's it, you know what I'm saying, that's probably one of the last times that my music was untainted, because the thing is, like, once, once you get a knowledge of the industry, you can't pretend like you don't know what it is anymore. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's kind of like you lose your innocence, no matter who you are, no matter what it is. Whenever you get, you know what I'm saying, into the industry as a business, as a way that you you live your life, you pay your bills, you feed your family, you know what I'm saying? You lose a bit of the innocence. So that's what that demo is, that Badmanism Live and Direct. So you're saying that's before the, the business side of things came? That's before the real business side of things came. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like... We, as a crew, you know what I'm saying, I watched Socrates get a deal with Warner Brothers LA in 95. I watched Shaw Claire get a deal in, like, 96, 97. Um, you know what I'm saying? So there were some of us that that kind of introduced me to the business, you know what I mean? But I was still a passenger learning. So for me, when I signed, like, my first real major deal with MCA Records, yeah, that's that's when I was... Introduced, they call it inducted by fire. Uh, at what time was the the figures of speech crew 
conceived? Was it before or after then? Oh, way before. Um, FOS was like, when we make FOS? 90, like 93 or 94, like, like early in high school is when we made, is when we made FOS. Like we literally used to go to the high school talent shows and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just our, our little clique, probably like 90, I think like 93, you know what I'm saying? FOS, me, Solitaire, Marvel, Socrates, 12 inch, um, Anthem, Why Look, you know what I'm saying? And then what happened was around 95, 96 was when we linked up with Shaw Claire's crew, Paranormal. Yeah, and then, you know, with, uh, with um, FOS, when FOS and Paranormal joined, that's when, that's when the Circle crew came together. And then that would have been, sorry, 94, that would have been around the time uh, Socrates still caught up as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a quote of yours here. Uh, and this would be referred to, you're mentioning how at the time this music was all you had. Uh, your quote is, I lived in places where you had to check the cereal box for roaches. Uh, I lived in places where we couldn't afford the heat bill and had to sleep with two sweaters on and three blankets. Uh, what is it like uh, now to have the success that you have and to look back on those times? Uh, what feeling is like that? that? Stupid ice storm, that shit still happened. We still had to sleep with two sweaters and three blankets in that damn ice storm the other day, yo. <laughs> Yo, one time I thought I was past that, man. I was there, you know what I'm saying, on my big piece of land feeling nice. That ice storm kicked our ass. I think that was God just showing us, like, yo, it doesn't matter where you come from or where you're gone to. He's still the boss, you know what I mean? As much success that you have, as much whatever that you have, at the end of the day, sometimes you have to realize that he's in control. And that ice storm was just a a good reminder to everybody because at the end of the day, there was nothing that we could do to fight that ice storm, you know what I'm saying? But I understand what you're saying. I mean, coming from them days, like, it's just, it's uh, it's always kept me, it's always kept me humble, you know what I'm saying? Because the, the, the reality of the situation is like, you know, God bless my parents. They always tried, no matter what their situation is, they always tried, and not tried, but succeeded to provide for, for me and my sister growing up, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's true we lived in places that, you know, might have had roaches. But then, you know, as parents did, they tried to make things better and better for us. And, you know what I'm saying, they saved up and we went from apartments. You know what I mean? My mom, being a single parent when my parents got a divorce, you know what I mean? She looked after us most of the time and she saved up all her life savings. And we ended up living in a condo and in a house, you know what I'm saying? And my pops would look after us on the weekends. So, yeah, man, it's one of those ones where, you know, it's... It's humbling, but for me, that's that's real life, and a lot of times, that's that's why it's ironic for me to be in this hip hop industry because a lot of the guys that you know what I'm saying that I meet, they never experience that stuff, but yeah, that's what they portray because they think that's what their fans want to hear. You know what I mean? But me personally, I think people are more interested in the truth. You know what I'm saying? Rather than than what they think, you know, the the picture of truth should be. You know what I'm saying? So for me, coming from those times until now, it's always it's always kept me grounded, you know. And I and I think that humility is what also um, led me to have a lot of good long term relationships within the industry, and and has kept me relevant for so long. And I'm not saying this in some type of like pat myself on the back type of thing, but it's one of those things where it's a blessing to be able to be rocking for so long and like still going so hard and still being like super relevant around the world. Like there's. You know, a lot of people, never mind in Canada, but in the States, that only have a small little window in this music thing, and then they're out. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, for me, 
it's it's a blessing where every year it feels like you're just getting started. I mean, without getting into it too tough, like, you know, towards the end of the year, a nice little opportunity, you know what I mean? God bless me with to where I'm now the executive creative director of ANR for Universal. So now it's like I'm doing my music thing, but also getting my executive on, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's a beautiful thing because for me, I've always been somebody that tried to... Um, just build upon the, the Toronto legacy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not that I live and die by Toronto, but it's always just been a natural part to, you know what I mean, for me to to build upon Toronto and build upon Canada and always hold that, you know what I mean, near and dear to my heart. Like, from day one until now, there's never been a question of where I came from. There's never been a question of, you know what I'm saying, where my loyalties are. You know what I'm saying? And I think just with that opportunity that, that you know, that... I got to be a part of starting from the end of last year, it just furthers it, you know what I'm saying? Because I think what we can do now, even though a lot of artists have had success, we need for that to translate into the country. Because the thing is, there's a, there's a lot of us that have had success. Myself, Kanan, um, Drake, Bieber, Carly Rae, Nelly Furtado, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, we need to change the landscape for the country as opposed to just for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I remember when... You know, um, from the first time that I had, like, huge international hits, you know what I mean, for the first time a bunch of years ago, and people were like, you know, well, how's the scene in Toronto, and how's the scene in Canada? And unfortunately, the scene was the same, you know what I mean, because a hit for me doesn't mean a hit for the country. So I think by me being able to get into this executive role is cool because I can help, you know, from the inside change the way that people view the country and the way that people... Uh, view the talent that we have and you know what I'm saying just a lot of different doors can be open it's amazing you just answered like four or five of my questions right there <laughs> oh, no, nice. cool, cool. Uh, one of the great stories of your career is uh, having the uh, ability to perform for Nelson Mandela as a 12 year old mm-hmm. um, unfortunately with his passing um, I'm going to pull out a quote of, of his that uh, I'm to ask you about he said being in solitary teaches you the value and importance of every syllable that comes out of your mouth uh, tell me the significance of that to you I mean, it's it's super significant, man, because it's like, I think for the most part, 90% of my career, when I go back and look at it, I'm proud of, of what I said, when I said it, and how I said it, you know what I mean? Like, I've always been one that never tried to just portray one thing, because in my life, I'm, I'm various things. I'm that person that is about, you know what I mean, equal rights. I'm a person that's about revolution, but I'm also a person that likes to party, and I'm also a very strong heterosexual man that loves women. So I think, you know, throughout my music, I, ju- I just try to be real to myself, you know what I'm saying? And I remember one time me and Chaos got into a huge, a huge artistic, you know, debate because I was saying that I would rather... In becoming a great person, I would rather expose all of my flaws along the journey so that people who are also, you know what I'm saying, going through the same things and making mistakes can say, oh, shit, if Carter now went through that, then I don't feel so bad going through the same thing. And they can take that journey with me to becoming a better person. And I remember at the time, Chaos was like, nah, man, you know what I mean? You got to kind of keep that to yourself and only show them the best possible person you can be. And you know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, I, I don't think either of those philosophies are wrong, but... At the end of the day, like, words are, are, are very, especially as you get older and wiser. For most people in the hip-hop industry, unfortunately, being older and wiser doesn't translate into their music. But for me, it's super important. And I mean, um, the next single that I have coming out is, a, you know, I performed it for the first time today. 
um, a song called Freedom that I have with Jordan. And I mean, that to me is just a perfect example of like where I am in my career right now. You know what I'm saying? Because musically, musically, it's uh, it's risk taking, you know what I'm saying? Because we mix like orchestral type music with like just a banging hip hop loop mixed with, you know what I'm saying? Electric guitars and just all types of different stuff. But in terms of content, like it's a real inspirational powerful song and I just think it's one of those ones where um, a lot of times my fans you know what I'm saying like they love the party stuff but at the same time they love when I really dig deep you know what I'm saying and, and really give it to the people them raw and that's what freedom is about and it's just interesting timing it, it doesn't it's not because of Nelson Mandela but at the same time it is because of people like Nelson Mandela because the first time I heard he was sick, I remember me talking to my mom and I was I was thoroughly sad because it's like he's one of the last truly revolutionary stand-up people that we have on the planet. You know what I'm saying? It's like him passing, there's 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 not a lot of people left, you know what I mean, that were like Mandela. There's some people that stand up every once in a while and say some good stuff every once in a while, but it's like people that are like, so good to the core that you can't explain it, you know what I mean? You can only be in their presence or you can only hear when they speak and be moved. People like that is, you know, is who Mandela is and and to me he has been a hero of mine since I was a little kid till now. So, I'm just happy that he's in a better place cuz a lot of times we want him to stick around, but that man was probably in a lot of physical pain, you know what I'm saying? And 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 to me, you know, God wanted him to be with him right now. So, I think it's a blessing that, you know, we got, what, 95 years of that man on this planet? <laughs> Yo, man, trust me, all, all of us, all of us were, were, were better off with him being on the earth, you know what I'm saying? You mentioned Mandela as one of your heroes. Who else uh, would you look up to as someone still uh, a hero to you? Um, very few people. Mm, a, lot of, a lot of community people. Um... And I mean, my mom, not just because she's my mom, but, you know what I'm saying, she does a lot of good things um, within the community. She actually was awarded with the Queen's uh, Diamond Jubilee Award for her fight against violence within the community, gun violence and a lot of other things. So my mom's very active in the community. She's a hero of mine. Like, she gets older, and I would love for her to, to work less, but it's like she works more, you know what I'm saying, trying to help these, these kids out there. Um, the Kielberger brothers and Free the Children, you know what I'm saying? I love those guys. Um, those guys are able to motivate and invigorate thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions of people. Um, so those guys are, are my heroes. There's there's a lot of, you know I mean, a lot of heroes that are, you know, quiet as kept. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like Master T, um, Master T opened so many doors for us musically, you know what I'm saying, before he, he left for much music and He's been doing his thing on the, on the hush, but Master T was definitely a hero of mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's there's in all honesty, there's there's very very few real actual heroes that I have. You know what I'm saying? Because unfortunately for me, I get to meet people. So some people that I think are great, and then you meet them and you're like, shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's there's a few of them. Funny you mentioned Master T. He's a graduate of my high school. Mm. Uh, you mentioned your song Freedom before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the chance to talk to Maestro Fresh West about a year ago, and he was talking about, or I was asking about uh, what makes for timeless music. Mm. And he was saying uh, timeless music is when you make a statement. You're not making a record, but you're making history. What, what's your own opinion of what makes for timeless music? Mm, it's an interesting formula, you know. 
Um, I could just say for me, when I'm when I'm creating, uh, I try and innovate. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's there's some artists that try and do music of the day. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the ones that do not get played four years from now because you're like, oh, that sounds dated because he was doing the music that was hot at the time. So sonically, it's like when you try things that have never been done before, it's easier to be closer to that timeless that timeless achievement. You know what I'm saying? Like when you do stuff that is just so much in your own lane, like if you just take examples of like everyday, like everyday rude boy. Like the funny thing is it's like I can't wait till people get tired of that song, but it's like they never get tired of it because there's a certain energy, you know what I'm saying? Um it's not all it's not always about the content because like you know dangerous is another one that you know i think that people are going to get sick of it one day and never want to hear it again not so like you know i mean you'll be in la 2014 and it'll be a random thursday at three o'clock and it'll come on or friggin you know i'm saying you'll be in beirut and they'll be playing number one tide is high or you go somewhere you'll hear somewhere in europe and they'll be playing you know freak with me and estelle or whatever like I think for me, timeless music is just, you know, um, it's usually the innovative, you know what I'm saying? It's usually the innovative, like, stand on its own type of music that lasts the, the test of time. You know what I mean? Like, those songs that we always want to hear are the one-of-a-kind, unique songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, those those to me are the, are the, 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 the timeless joints because... You can listen to it, and you're not necessarily thinking about 1993. You're not thinking about 2006, but you're thinking about actually that song itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you listen to Old Time Killing, it's random as shit, just in terms of, you know what I'm saying, the production. You know it's hip-hop, but it doesn't necessarily speak to a certain time. It just speaks to a certain feel and a certain energy. You know what I mean? And there's no other song that's like Old Time Killing before it, and there's no other song that ever came out after it that's like it. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's a, it's, it's hard to, to find a formula for it, but I think at the end of the day, timeless music is, is music that is able to just capture a certain energy, a certain vibe, you know what I mean? And a unique vibe. That's, that's very important to timeless music. Well, there you have it. If you want to know more about Carter now, you can go to thecomeupshow.com. We've got all his latest music and videos, plus lots more. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating or a comment. Same goes if you're listening on SoundCloud. We appreciate it. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at The Come Up Show. Once again, I'm Martin Bauman. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 